Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. I'm your host, Lauren Sweeney. Welcome to this edition of Becoming Your Best podcast and webinar series. We're really excited about our special guest today. Let me tell you all about him and then I'll bring him on the screen. Anthony Trex is a foster kid turned NFL athlete and a serial entrepreneur. I like that description. With one serious superpower. Ooh, what is your superpower? Making shift happen. Making shift happen, no matter what, by accessing the power of identity. After overcoming over 30 plus traumatic life events and navigating the identity shifts that followed, Anthony has come to be known as the leading expert in shifting, which is making a shift internally to elevate how you operate externally, which in turn changes your life. With his unique method system that is called the shift method, Anthony weaves together neuroscience, psychology, technology, and hard-fought life lessons to help anyone with the desire for more in their life to achieve anything they want. Buckle up. It's time to make shift happen. Uh, Anthony Trex, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm happy to be here. Welcome. Th- welcoming me and thank you for uh, thank you for letting me come and hang out with you today. Uh, it's our pleasure. Tell me about this methodology, making things happen. I've heard you several times on different podcasts. Yeah. Talk to me about what you're really feeling passionate about right now. Man, the thing is, I, I love life. I love my wife and my kids. And uh, I love taking things that my life teaches me and sharing with people in a way that allows them to have some cool things happen. Make shift happen. Remove the F and it obviously makes sense. And I don't like to, like people get super heady with stuff. I like to keep it simple. The reality is we have a lot of things we all want to get done. Right. We have, I, I want to have it all. I want to have the health. That's a great body. I want to have amazing relationship. I want to leave, leave a legacy and have a great impact. And I want to make some money doing it. And so the base of it is, as opposed to going super heady, I dial it back to like, why don't we do it? And when I look at my own life, I've had the whole journey of craziness, which we all have our own journey of craziness. And I find the issue always lied with not the information, the issue lied with the execution of it all. And when I say execution, I mean like above the level we're at now, like far above, as well as consistently. But most people either they can't stretch in that level or they don't do it consistently. We'll take a little shot in the dark once or twice. And I'm like, ah, it's not for us. And I move on. And the people that I've been able to be around and when I found like my own stride was like I learned how to shoot for things that did not make logical sense to me at the time and also be able to do them so consistently that people look at me and go, how in the world do you do so much? Like on Sunday. A couple of days ago, I, I'm not even kidding. In six hours, I got more done than most people will get all week. And I, it's, not like, it's a non-work day. I just looked at my list. I'm like, I showed to somebody like, there's no way I would get that done next week. I'm like, I got it done in six hours. And so what I found was there's like a few things that get in the way. And whenever you navigate those and you shift out of those or shift those kind of how you operate in them, it opens up a floodgate of flow and, and really the majority of people we were in, in, in content or contact with nowadays, they're in what I call this epidemic of shelf esteem. And uh, it's essentially by the books. Like I got stacks. We, we got these books. We, we buy the books. They call, <laughs> yeah. 
I feel great. I bought it. Yeah. And I don't consume it and I don't execute on it or I buy the course. And I want to say that there was some study that came out that like between maybe five and at max 15% of people ever finish courses they pursue, they purchase and try to, to put into action. So I was like, why is the world is that? Why do people do this and then not get the end result? And so I came in and created a method that's built off my life and my own experiences. And then I put it in people's lives and it's a system they can actually like unplug and plug into your life and then it runs. And then all of a sudden you get to this amazing, powerful flow. Everything is clear. You know what you're doing. The mental game is strong. And so that's kind of, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about getting people across finish lines, not giving them the information of like, hey, here's how you can do it, but literally getting them past the finish line. I love that. It is, it's like, how do we finish? How do we talk to me about this identity shift concept? Does it go yeah. with helping them get past the finish line? Is that part yeah. of it? Yeah. So the thing with identity shift, and this is kind of, so I got a book come out in September called identity shift, which is where I'll probably start talking a lot more about it. But currently in the world of what I do, people don't go, you know what I want today? I want an identity shift. Nobody thinks about that. They, but the thing is they do want to have a transformation and that's really what it is, right? I want to transform not just how I see things and think, but how I just, I operate every single day, my rhythm, my life cadence. And what I do as a, as a coach, if you think about like what you do, you essentially are. Like what you consistently do every day, like it becomes who you are. So without going the big depth of like, we're having an identity shift, that's what I actually do, right? I peel back the layers and see who you are now and what you do and how you do it. I say, okay, who do you want to be? We craft who you want to be. Then I say, okay, great. What is it you must do consistently without fail to get to that level? And then we can figure that out and really what's stopping you individually and then give you a very detailed, specific, like daily, hour by hour, if need be plan. You wake up in this clear space every day of like motivation. I'm like, hey, I'm getting up. I know what to do today at nine o'clock and 10 o'clock and 11. Let's go, right? It's like, I'm getting to work. And you get into this amazing new cadence. And after a while you look back and go, oh, I don't even know who this person is. Six months ago, this wasn't me. Like, look at me, right? And so that's that's essentially what I do without getting the, the, the finite details. When I look at the individual I'm working with, it's it's not always a matter of like, there's something wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with anybody, right? But it's letting them know like, there's a statement I love. And uh, in the quotes by Einstein, he says, no problem can be solved by the consciousness that was used to create it. So most people are living in this space where they've created this life of problems that they don't even see, like the habits they have suck and the, and the, the way they think sucks, and the patterning sucks. In fact, the National Science Foundation did a whole study and found we have up to 60,000 thoughts a day, of which 80% 80, 80 of those are negative and 95% are repetitive. So we're not even aware what's going on. Our conscious sees it. And we're just repeating over and over again. And then I heard this one statement I love, and it, it kind of anchors me to the point of where I talk to people to begin with. And this is a statement. It is hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So we don't even, we're not even aware this is going on. So when I step into people's like lies, I go, look, there's nothing wrong with you. Like you're not broken. Like you've already got, you're making six figures, seven. You're doing great, but you have another goal, right? Yeah. Okay. How do we get there? I got to work harder. Nope. <laughs> you got to work smarter, more efficient, more effective. You got to execute on those things that you already know what to do. A lot of people I talk to, it's funny. They could actually tell me what to do. And then I go, okay, great. Are you doing it? Um, well, you know, and it's never getting done. I'm like, well, why isn't it? I just, and a bunch of excuses. And when I go in, I'm able to clear those things out and then take all the stuff they want to do, get it into an actionable process and we get to motion. But it's not just, I think one thing people do, unfortunately, is they get into motion just because they want to be in motion or they borrow other people's habits or ideas. And they never have crafted an idea of like, hey, 
those things you're going to start doing, you're going to become somebody at some point. Have you thought about who you'll become? Mm. Yes. So I go back and say, well, before we get started, let's figure out who you want to become, what that person has, how they see the world. And then let's start crafting very detailed, individualized steps and structure towards building a life into that. I love that. It's that reverse engineering. It's that process of working backwards. I also love you talked about not just picking up a habit because it's in five books you read or it sounded like a good idea. There's habits and we need good habits, but how do we take them and actually make something happen? What's one of the favorite things that you love about what you do? Man, well, there's parts of the work I do and there's parts of the outcomes, right? So I love the outcome because people actually, it's fun. It's fun to watch them make money. Because like, oh, I didn't think I could make this money. No, you could. You knew you could, but you didn't have the system in place. You're bouncing around and getting shiny object syndrome, right? Fixing their marriages. Like, because, you know, they, they find a good groove. And I, I call it a cadence and a rhythm. Like when they were just out of balance or they lose weight. I got people that lose like 100 pounds doing this stuff. It's really, and it's like, I'm not giving them a bunch of information overload, which is what the biggest problem in the world is. And now it's so much to do. I don't know what not to do. That's the mm-hmm. problem. I don't know what not to do. Not what you, if I ask somebody, hey, how could you? They'll give me a million things they could do to make money, but they don't know which one to do, right? The thing I love the most in terms of like the work I do daily is giving people the small win early. I just got done uh, doing a whole presentation for T-Mobile and I was rated the highest speaker in T-Mobile for this event and possibly like the history. I don't know just yet. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to find the details out. But the cool thing is one of the, the, the feedback pieces was heavy on like the starting your day right. And there's a lot that goes into this. I'm just giving you like a 5% piece of it. But part of the thing to talk about is morning routines because everybody hears about them, but nobody's got them. Like nobody has. And you know what it is? People try, they go try somebody's and they're like, okay, so guy said to get up at five in the morning and then I got to go brush my teeth and I got to go outside and sprint 17, you know, blocks. It's like, dude, no, do what fits for you. And people are like, no, I got to follow this one. It says to do this. Most people, for example, tell you, don't get up out of bed and check your emails. To go to the leave your day. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Me, I'm like, it's the first thing I do. And I'm cool with it because I designed my own routine. I want to get into the exercise bike and be in a good mental flow. And I realized every time I was on the bike, I had anxiety. That's like, did I miss something for my team on the East Coast or people that are you know in Germany or Norway that are part of the team too? So I get up first 15 minutes, check the emails real quick, make sure it's clean. <sighs> now I'm on to my workout. Then I can get to my my food and my shower, my meditation, everything. But most people will say, no, don't touch the phone first thing. It'll get your, it works for me, right? So when I look at all these end results I create for people, it's because I didn't put them in a box of saying, here's the only way to do it. Do it like this. It worked for me. It's going to work for you because we all know we're different. That's why they have these different prism tests and, um, you know, your different personality engagement. Like you figure it all out. Well, we're different. So then operate different. And so when I go through a method, it's, it's giving you structure for segments you should have, but you get the freedom to create it how you think it'll fit for you and then create your own rhythm, your own cadence. Then all of a sudden, like, it's like, oh, this thing that was hard. Well, now it's easy. I want more stuff. Give me more things to do. And that's how you get to that level of rare air of success. I love that. Makes so much sense. It's customizable and it's not shooting on yourself, right? No. It's, it's doing what works for you and what makes sense for you. I love the example of the email. Absolutely. I think there's a book. Don't never check your email in the morning. You're yeah. like, look, it works for me. Cause then I'm not distracted while I'm trying to exercise. It works, man. And I'm sure there's probably science behind like the brain waves and alpha beta zeta. Totally get that. I've done stuff on, but I just realized that when I tried to do it, 
it didn't work for me and I, and I wasn't as effective. And it's not to say that I couldn't be more, but like it just didn't gel well. But I found my own groove. And now when I get to my day, my day started, I'm in a dialed in flow. It's like, you know what? What if I just gave people the, the, the Lego pieces and you put the pieces together how you need it to based on what feels right? Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, the true benefit of a morning routine isn't just what you did. It's that you got it done. It's a certain sense of personal pride and control you have moving into the next parts of your day. So if I say, hey, we're going to do all this big thinking and then you're going to go and execute on your day and you got to be in flow. If you're starting every day a little bit off, like I don't even get you, you don't even in stride when the race starts. So for me, it's less about every nuanced piece of it's like, hey, let's make it a 45 minute, 30 to 45 minute flow that feels great. So when you get to that first part of your day, you're taking off boxes, you feel amazing. So by three o'clock, you're still rocking and rolling because here's what takes place for a lot of folks. They don't realize we have this thing like a decision fatigue. And if I make too many choices and decisions, I'm stressed out. What ends up happening is by the time I hit 12 o'clock, my brain smoked. I made too many choices. I'm thinking about it's too much. It's too taxing. The tank is empty. And where you're done, let's say you got up at four and started, you know, let's say eight o'clock and started going, you got four hours of work in you. And then you're, you're scrolling on social and sitting with timers for the rest of the four hours of the day, just doing nothing. Well, for me, because I started right and I got my body warmed up and I have a flow that allows me to be in, in tow, I'm not taxing the tank. So where you're done at 12, well, I'm done at four. So I got eight hours. You got four. At the end of a year, I have two years to year one and the gap keeps mm -hmm. widening. And so for a lot of people, I come in and say, look, if you don't have a method for how you you shift in these core areas of your life, you're you're running on a treadmill. You are you are sprinting on ice <laughs> like you're not you're not going anywhere. And the moment that I work with people and take all the things I already know and put them in this method, they get traction and take off because they just get to that better cadence for their life, which is an identity shift in time. What's something that's been most surprising about your success or the work or the results you get to give to people. People are so vastly different that as soon as I think I got it figured out, they tell me that I, they show me that they don't, that I don't. Like there's things I'm always navigating. It's a, it's an always molding process, right? Whether it's the outside world we live in and social media and things that come into play, whether it's, you know, interacting with human beings and they have a problem you never thought a person could have. Like how in the world did you struggle with that, right? Or it's, you know, the kind of thing where you have success that, that it hits you and you're like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this success. Because that's a reality. Sometimes you're not prepared and it's a problem, right? So when you start getting too many clients or too many flow pieces, like, oh, well, I didn't realize that, you know, having a lot of clients could be a problem if I can't handle a lot of clients, right? So we years ago, we had to like figure out systems to actually do it. So that, but again, that's all part of your identity because in those moments when the life gives you this risk, I'll call it a return on your investment or gives you a, you know, feedback from an effort, in those moments, you are hit with what's called like it's an identity wall. There's this thing that just took place that's not who you are just yet. How do you handle it? And some people's identity goes to shut down. Some people's go identity goes to, to turn up. And if for some reason your, your identity goes to shut down, I'm not saying you shut down and sit there and go, oh, I can't move, and you rock back and forth. You'll shut down by diminishing the effort to put more, you know, more people in or you make excuses to try something else or not try that thing again. And it happens unconsciously. It's like a computer program in the back that's just doing its thing. And then if you don't notice it, all of a sudden you're like 10 years past, like, oh my gosh, back then I didn't have the tick. I wasn't at the right, right. But once you get it set, you're like, oh, I can handle this new thing. Let's do it. Hey, it picks up, it picks up, it picks up. And so as things come into your life, unconsciously, you take them and you rock with them and you build and you build and you build. And so the, the, the craziest, one of the craziest things is watching um, once I was aware of my identity and aware of how it fit how I could adjust the nozzle, like the nozzle, we'll call it, or adjust the uh, the flow 
of what I could put in. And then when I am in present moments of noticing like, oh, this is a reactionary thing. How's my identity showing up right now? I could watch myself. I'm like, oh, no, don't don't tuck away, bro. Take on that gig like you could do that and then get on that stage or reach out to that client or, you know, you can solve this problem as opposed to making an excuse to stay small and tuck away. Ah, I go and blast big. And that that's not just a one time momentary thing because a buddy was tearing you to nudge. It's like an identity thing. Can you do that every time with no one watching? I love that last statement. It's an identity thing. So it doesn't take as much willpower or decision-making like you're talking either because it's no. part of your new identity. It's part of your flow. It's 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 funny thing is people think, oh, but that sounds like it's hard. You be, think about it. There is currently something right now that you do unconsciously that feels effortless. It's quite literally what I call effortless effort. There are things you brush your teeth, you take a shower. These are effortless things. But they, they, they take effort, right? And there are certain things in your life that as they come up, They'll pop up and they'll, they'll be going on in your world. But at the same time, if they're difficult now and you don't do them, you won't make the success. But imagine if those things you did effortlessly were the needle movers and you made the calls and you did the work and you wrote the emails, you filmed the videos, you created the script, you just did those things. And they were like effortless. You know, I, wasn't even, I wasn't deciding. I just get it done. Well, after a while, it's like, dang, no one of this person executes at this level and gets so much done and has a great momentum. Like when I work with people, I tell them, look, I'm going to make you a prolific executor. Prolific means in abundance, plethora, big, right? A lot. But execution is the thing where if you can have abundant execution, it's not just in business though. It's like, can you do it in your health? Can you also do it in your relationships? Can you do it in your hobbies? Can you do it in your, all together at the same time? When you're prolific at that level, it just becomes this flow and life. That's why successful people were like highly successful. They look happy because they, they, they're, they, they got it going on and it's, it's, it's easy life with all the things that you see they're doing life feels as easy to them as it does to you because they've normalized it at higher tempo. Yeah. I love that line about it's effortless effort because it just becomes part of who they are. Yeah. We love to ask Anthony, what does rise up to you mean to you? Rise up. Well, rise up for you or to you rise up for you, for you. I think it's rise up to what you're supposed to have in your world, man. There. There is this, this theory I have that we are all these teacups. I'm not from British Britain, but I drink a bunch of tea and I have a bunch of teacups all over. This is actually a weird little green drink I made. It was kind of gross. Look at how it looks like green. It was healthy. <laughs> it's a mental thing. But there's this thing where I think we're teacups. And I think what happens is we get, we get okay with having a little bit of like a wet cup, a little bit of water at the bottom. And I don't think that people grasp that they are fully capable of filling that cup up. There's a, what's that quote that says we are not afraid of, you know, the, the failing or something. We're afraid of seeing how powerful we really are. Like there's there's something that comes with with success, responsibility, navigating new situations, more money, more friends, more notoriety. You get to be seen more like there's you know, things can be exposed. And I think there's a fear of people being big. And so they, they get OK and they convince themselves they're OK with that tiny cup. And for me, man, when I hear rise up for you, it's like rise up to fill up that damn cup. Like there's there's got to be this this urge inside of you to see what really you're capable of doing when you stop thinking about what you're not capable of doing. I love that. Yeah. The idea that we're satisfied with this much water in the cup when we could be filling it up, we could fill up the whole thing. Yeah. we whole thing. You see it. Every, I mean, you see it with the actresses and the, and the entrepreneurs, you see it. What in the world do you think is different from everybody? There's, there's not, the only difference is those people execute at a prolific level. They just get things done. They are not in their own way. 
the mind is strong. They have a clarity of what they want. They're organized plans to get there. And they have this ability to be disgustingly disciplined and consistent. It's not something that's special. You build it. And each level feeds the next one. My mind feeds the clarity of the organization and the plan of what I want to do. And that feeds my ability to stay consistent because I know what I'm doing. So bang, bang, bang. It's what we work on. The method is tied to these three areas, right? We work in the mental games. You figure out like what is the label on your jar? How do I get clear on the idea of what I really want so I can express it? And I know when I cross the finish line, what are the plans to get that done so that I can go, boom, I can be disciplined, consistent now. I know what I'm doing every day. I'm not getting up saying, I got to get this done today. And then I don't do it. And the next day I feel like crap. So I go, well, I'll just start again Monday. And you never do, right? So once you can get to that flow, you get to go into that space. And that's that's the difference. Nobody, if I can talk and I can walk and I can breathe, and even if I can't, if I'm disabled, it's all possible. But you just got to get into that next level of clarity of just understanding there is another level for you. The teacup can be filled. You just need something to get you there. It's all very experiential too. And that's what you're talking about at the beginning. You can read all the books. They can listen to us talk, but until it's actually part of you, Anthony, how do we connect with you? How, I know you have a couple of special things too, for our listeners as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, people can find me anywhere. If you go to Instagram, that's one place you can find me. Or if you want to find out what in the world we really do with our shift method, go to trucksteam.com. My team actually breaks open the shift method, shows you what it is. And, under, and helps you understand how it merges with what it is you do, right? Because if anybody has a big vision, big dream, and you want to accomplish, probably it can help you accomplish any goal you've ever planned in your head. Like literally anything you could think of, the process can show you how to accomplish it. But yeah, go to that link, truckteam.com, and then hop on a call with our team, and they'll show you how. But outside of that, if you just want to like hang out, kind of see what I do, Instagram at Anthony Truck is a pretty quick way to find me. Oh, so fantastic. We so appreciate you being on the show and everything that you talked about. I as your last question, what is something that you feel hopeful about right now? Hopeful? I feel hopeful that this world is not as crazy as everybody thinks it is. I think we got, <laughs> we got a lot of people living in a very uh, scarce and scared mindset. And, and you know, I get it, though. The world is being you know fed so much information that I don't believe is I don't believe it's either honest um, or true. I think we live in a world where people are being fed negativity because people will eat negativity. They don't they don't swallow joy as much as they do the negative. So I'm Absolutely. hopeful that, that there is a world that we live in that is vastly better than the world that we see on TV but that we're living in. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, so great. Thank you for being on the show today. It's just a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Wasn't he amazing? We're so glad to have Anthony on the show. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast and webinar series. And if you're watching live or listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the places, and you're interested in connecting more with us, we have two special things for you. Our Rise Leadership course is open and available right now, riseleadershipcourse.com. Or you can also download your free Become Your Best Self kit at riseupforyou.com slash success kit. I'm Lauren Sweeney, your host today. Thank you for joining us. And we'll